the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week and discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are talking about knowing your worth. Happy Sunday, guys, and happy July. I can't believe that we are into the next financial year. It's crazy. And it just blows my mind that we're halfway through 2023. Another gentle reminder, if you haven't already, there are some journal prompts that will be posted in the Facebook group tomorrow. Join that so that you can do a little bit of a check-in. There's also a whole media check-in episode if you want to go back and listen to that too. That can be helpful and maybe give you some guidance or help you navigate through the next six months towards the end of the year. I am so excited to get into this show because this was highly requested and I've got a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that I want to say and I am very keen to get into it. Obviously, I want to get into the highlights, gratitudes and struggles. That's how we start the show every single week and I'm going to start with my struggle because We'll get the bad out of the way first. I also would love for you to come into the group because every Monday I put up a post and I would encourage you to come and leave your highlights, gratitudes and struggles there too. It helps me stay connected with you. It's journaling as well for you. So you can tick that off your list for the day. And yeah, it helps us just, you know, build the community and stay connected with each other. Now, I'm very glad we are in a new month because June... Well, not all of June, but the last week or so of June was pretty rough for me. And I feel like I've spoken about it on every platform. I've got to talk about it on the podcast. Otherwise, the questions might not stop coming. And I would love them to because I just want to really move forward and progress and take the lessons and keep moving. But uh, long story short, the person I was dating, I'm no longer dating. I called things off. He was also sleeping and dating somebody else the entire time. And a lovely follower DM'd me and told me about it. So that was very difficult to navigate. And on its own is obviously something quite challenging to go through. But what happened after that was me then becoming the center of some threads in some very nasty Facebook groups. Now, obviously, if that's not enough of a struggle enough to go through as a human to then, I'm not in these Facebook groups, by the way, but I I just need to reference this because I think it's important. But to then have comments being made about your character, comments being made about you, about why men won't commit to you or about how you're immature or about how if she can't hold a man down, what hope do the rest of us have and just really nasty, nasty shit. And it made me sick to my core because I look at my Facebook group and not once do we ever talk shit about anybody. It's a very safe space, literally. We have engagement posts and like pet threads (laughs) for fuck's sake. But it was the first time that I found myself in the, what do you want to call it? Like influencer news cycle, if you will. And I obviously understand being a vlogger, sharing my life. People are interested. And I almost found myself in like this, stuck in this rock and hard place because it was like, I'm damned if I 
don't say something and I'm damned if I do say something because if I don't say something, the questions keep coming. If I don't address it, it's fucking relentless. For every comment you do see, there's a hundred other DMs and a hundred other comments that I've already blocked or deleted as well. And so I thought it was best just to address it. Obviously, being in the public eye, people had my actions under very harsh scrutiny. I think maybe forgetting that I am just a human at the end of the day, trying my fucking best. And I think it's just a weird dynamic because I have my platform because I have shared things and I have my platform because of being vulnerable and showing real life shit. And so how could I also not address it when it is my job and I am on social media and I want to move forward? I also think that the nitty gritty and exactly what happened, like you guys see a very small portion of my life. Yes, I share things, but you don't even know the full extent of the things that I've gone through or the dynamic of what went down. And I will never share that because I'm trying my hardest not to be a petty bitch, (laughs) but it is really hard and I do really want to move forward. And it's just been a really harsh reminder to me to protect some boundaries or hold my boundaries and protect myself, whether it's like not reading certain things or filtering certain things, because I'm usually pretty good with that stuff where it doesn't get to me and I don't really care what people think about me. But when you are already down and bad and you've got people kicking you, it doesn't feel very good. And I obviously don't want to give the situation any more airtime. I don't want to give him any more airtime. I am hyper aware of all the risks that are associated with social media. And for the record, anything that I did show with him was with his consent, was with his encouragement. This was a fear of mine before I had even shown anything online. And it's just been, yeah, really interesting navigating this last week. And on the other hand, I've had some lovely messages and some lovely people supporting me. And I know that your first instinct, if you are a fan of the show or a fan of me, is to like rush into my defense and send hate and do things like that. But that actually hurts me more because then it reflects back on me and gives people a chance to tear me down at the same time. So the best way you can show support to me is to not ask me about it. It's also to not try and defend me or send hate It's maybe just leaving me like a love heart comment or giving the show a good rating or a good review. Okay. I really want to move forward and I hope that we can. Obviously, because of that, going super hard on my self-care, but my highlight or my gratitude was having a therapy appointment yesterday. I definitely needed it. It was a last minute appointment. I called last Wednesday. I was like, I need to see her, please. And they squeezed me in on Monday. And it was just really nice, nice to have someone to listen to me, nice to cry, nice to tell someone the whole story, nice to have someone who knows my background, who knows what I've been through, who can validate me. I'm very good at validating myself, but it was genuinely exactly what I needed. And I also think that my growth and the way I've handled this is a testament to being in therapy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure if anyone watched my YouTube vlog, you would have seen fuck, she goes to therapy because I learned everything I have through that. And I am handling this a lot better than what I would have three years ago. So very grateful for her. And then my highlight, this is way too much TMI. And I'm so sorry, Derek, who's in the room with me, but I got my doctor's results back guys. Cause as you know, I did get an STD test on Friday, got my bloods taken, had to hand in my little wee sample and happy to report that I don't have any STDs. And let me just have a little reminder for everyone listening, get checked regularly. 
don't have unsafe sex. And even if you are sleeping with someone new and you've had the conversation about it, still get tested regularly, okay? It's much better to be safe than to be sorry. All right, that was a bit TMI, but let's get into the show. Now, before we get into it, I just want to preface the whole entire conversation by saying this episode is not about any exes. It's not about any man. It's not about anything external, actually. It's about me, how I've built my own self-worth, and hopefully I can give you guys some practical tips to building your own as well. And it is also about what I've done to heal how I date and to heal my own relationship patterns and to lift my own value and standards and to hopefully help you guys be able to do that too. Because the amount of responses I got by sharing what I did on my YouTube last week was astonishing because so many of you are in the same position and I was also really unsure if I should have shared that but I'm glad I did because I think it serves as a good lesson and I've obviously got more tips as well that I'm going to give you today. So I think this episode is going to be really good for anyone who is listening who tends to attract a certain type of person. Maybe they're a little bit emotionally avoidant, maybe they are a little bit toxic, a little bit unhealthy if you will. Or maybe you're just someone who has had the same patterns repeat in every single relationship that you've been in. Or maybe you struggle with honoring your own values and your own needs and you want to strengthen or improve your own self-worth. Obviously, this episode is in relation to dating, but I think this can actually play a part in every single aspect of our life. The same goes for your friendships, for your family, for your work. Once you work on your self-worth in one area, it trickles down to the rest of your areas in your life, okay? And I feel like it definitely improves the overall quality of your life and your existence. Now, let's start with a definition. Self-worth is defined as an internal state of being that comes from self-understanding, self-love, self-compassion, and self-acceptance. It is directly linked to how much you value yourself, regardless of what others do, say, or feel. Now, essentially having a sense of self-worth just means that you value yourself, you know what you bring to the table, and you know that you are worthy of good things. And I believe it's at the core of everything, whether it is our thoughts, our feelings, our actions, our behaviors, it is all tied to how we view our worthiness about ourselves. Obviously, like most things that I talk about on this podcast, there's a spectrum, right? On one end, you might have a person who has an extreme lack of self-worth and I used to be on that end and it is possible to move up to the other end, which we will get to in a second. But on that side of things, when you have a very low self-worth or you don't think very highly of yourself, you may be someone who struggles to articulate your needs, to stand up for what you want. You may also be very vulnerable to experiencing low value relationships. Back to what I was saying about the patterns, you may even see patterns in all of your past relationships or dating situations. And you may also treat yourself unkindly in a physical way, a mental way, an emotional way. I'm talking about things like negative self-talk, always comparing to everybody else. You may even engage in sabotaging behaviors or any self-defeating behaviors. And 
you may also be someone who is more likely to stay stuck in certain situations. Again, it might not necessarily be stuck in a situationship. It might be stuck in the wrong relationship or stuck in a job or at an employer that doesn't value you or treat you right or isn't giving you what you want. It could even be staying in the wrong friendship circles or staying friends with people who don't serve you. Ultimately, it is acting in a way where you inherently believe that you don't deserve better. Now, on the other hand, the side where we want to aim to be and want to head towards is when you know your worth, you know your value, and you know what you bring to the table. You can speak up for yourself because you know what you want. You have a very clear understanding of your own good things, your good own good qualities, and also your own flaws, but you don't judge yourself for them. You know what you will and won't tolerate. You keep your word to yourself. That's probably the main thing as well. And you are very good at upholding your boundaries. You are very respectful towards yourself. And you know that you can be you as you are and that you will always be enough. Now, sometimes one thing that I notice, and I even used to do this as well, is you tie your self-worth to external things right? So it might be the job, it might be the house, it might be the relationship, it might be the promotion, it might be to how much is in your bank account, it might even be the number on the scales. That is a very dangerous game to play because what you're doing is tying your worth to an external factor and you're actually relinquishing all the control you have in the situation because true self-worth comes from within. You already have everything that you need within and I believe if you work on that and start to not get that validation from external things, not rely on that to feel good about yourself. It gets you into a healthier position and moves you up that spectrum that we just spoke about. Obviously, like everything, if you want to work on it, you can. This is a bit like a muscle. The more you work on it, the better you'll get at it. But it is absolutely possible to move from one end to the other. And I can tell you that hand on heart because I've done that. And it does take time, it does take effort, it does take energy, but I'm going to give you my top 10 hacks into how to get there quicker and hopefully you can have the same results that I've been having. Now, here are my tips. You may need a journal for this because I feel like there's a lot of juicy good points, but the very first one is self-awareness and this is probably the most uncomfortable part and probably the hardest part because you need to recognize the patterns or recognize the behavior that you are doing that you want to change. So it's that behavior that isn't serving you. It is looking at your life right now and looking at the areas where you are unhappy. What areas are not serving you? What areas are you accepting less than what you deserve? Is there a pattern repeating in your life? For me, what worked was going back and looking at every single relationship that I have been through. And I know that for some people that can be really hard to do, but I tell you, it is probably one of the best things you can do because what I realized by doing that is, sure, I may have dated a certain type of person, but I was actually the common denominator in every single one of those relationships. And it's looking at what you can take away and looking at what lessons you can learn from each of these people that you have dated or relationships that you found yourself in so that you can then start to make the changes. Because for me, yes, I was attracting poor quality partners, but then I was also allowing this behavior. And it's really hard <laughs> to take an honest look 
at what role you played in allowing that. And even though it's painful to admit and painful to accept, it's the only way that you can change it. And to really have that conscious, hey, I'm going to work on this because I deserve better. I want better and I can have better. It is a conscious choice to grow and give yourself better experiences. Now, I obviously did that with the help of my psychologist in a safe bubble of therapy. You could definitely work on this self-awareness through journaling with other self-development podcasts or books as well. Number two is knowing your worth. So kind of giving them to you in order of the way that I did this process. But how can you articulate or communicate your worth when you haven't gotten clear about it. If you struggle to say all the lovely things about you, all the good things about you, how can you then communicate that to someone else or act in a way where you're keeping that in the back of your mind? You do deserve to be treated with kindness, with respect and with love. You deserve a healthy love and you deserve a fulfilling love, one that is the absolute best. So I would love for you to take stock just like we took stock of all the uncomfortable things in the first part. In the second tip, take stock of all the good things about you. What do you have to offer? What traits and what values about you make you a good person? I know that this can also be really hard to do, especially if you are naturally very critical of yourself or you do have that low self-worth. But a really great activity that you could do is maybe with like the safety of a friend, writing down the qualities that you see in each other, that might be easier for you to get a little bit clearer on them as well. It is also about embracing and accepting yourself fully, okay? I never come on here and act like I'm almighty and better than anybody else. I always come on here and I say that we're humans, we're trying our best, we're doing our best, but this also means accepting our flaws, accepting our imperfections and knowing that as long as we're doing our best, that is all that we can really do. The third tip is self-compassion and This is probably my number one key takeaway from therapy up there with self-awareness, but it is taking note of how you speak and treat yourself. And it is looking at the internal core beliefs and limiting beliefs that you have about yourself. It is treating yourself better. It is treating yourself how you would treat a friend. Last week with the situation that I was in, All I could keep thinking about to myself, and it's so funny, obviously I didn't want to let myself down, right? I didn't want to let myself down because I had done so much work and I knew I couldn't accept this low value behavior. I didn't want to let my psychologist down because I had her in the back of my head. But then I had all of you in the back of my head. Because if anybody had written me an AMA question detailing what I had went through last week, I would have given the same advice that I gave to myself. And so... Think about how you would treat a friend. Think about what you would want for your bestie. Think about what you would want for me and then give that to yourself. Be kind to yourself and give yourself grace. Give yourself grace for all the mistakes you've made in the past or maybe the situations that you found yourself in in the past. It's happened now. We're moving forward. We're learning. We're not beating ourselves up. We're being compassionate and we're being kind. I also think there's something here about setting the standard for how you want others to treat you because the way you treat you tells everyone around you in your life how they can treat you Sub- subconsciously. I'm not even saying on face value, it does really set the tone. So treat yourself good so that the people that come into your life can see 
that you only will tolerate this kind of behavior. Number four is having an abundance mindset. And I do need to do another episode on this because it is vital and I think it's so important. And I think especially in dating, not having an abundance mindset really keeps us stuck in situations and with people that are not serving us and that don't have our best interests at heart. But an abundance mindset means that there is people out there or there is better out there. There are people that will meet your needs and that will give you a better experience. Having that lack mindset or that scarcity mindset will keep us stuck in places. Again, jobs, (laughs) friendships, relationships stuck in those situations that don't serve you. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you should always search for the next best thing. No, because I can appreciate a good thing when a good thing is in front of me, right? I'm just saying, if you are unhappy in any areas or you are not being treated how you want, don't forget that there is better out there. There is. And it's important to remember that there are good people out there who will treat you the way that you want, who will meet your needs, who will be willing who will not want to lose you and who will give you that love and respect that you really, really want. Obviously, adopting an abundance mindset has been key for me as well because it meant that I wasn't going to settle. It meant I could keep my standards high and it just helps me recognize that there are amazing people out there. And as I said, I feel like now I have higher self-worth and I think to myself, if I'm out there in the dating pool, if I could give someone all the love that I want to give them or treat them how I want to treat them, who's to say there's not like the equivalent of me out there as well? I know that there are good people out there and you should know that too. Never think that there isn't, all right? Let go of the belief that love is scarce and embrace the idea that there are plenty of options available to you. Number five is having clear boundaries. Now, we do have a boundaries episode. You can go back and listen to that if you want. But especially in dating, especially with what you will and won't tolerate, get very clear on them. Write them down. Write down all of the dating boundaries that you want to have, all of the relationship boundaries that you want to have. And this goes for anything, right? It can be something as small as how often you want to see someone you're dating, what type of communication you prefer from someone you're dating, how quickly you move things along, how slowly you move things along, or what you will and won't tolerate. You can't enforce a boundary if you don't know it. (laughs) So get really clear on them, write them down, have them there so that you can refer back to them and have them there so you can start practicing enforcing them. Boundaries protect you from subpar relationships. Boundaries protect you from low value situations and they protect your self-esteem, your confidence, your worth. They get better once you start asserting them. So I know if it doesn't come naturally, it takes practice. But once you start standing up for yourself, it feels really good. And it's almost just that pattern and behavior of keeping your word to yourself, which builds that worth over the long term too. Number six is give the love that you so badly want to give to everybody else to yourself. And I can relate to this because I would say I've got a lot of love to give and I love giving that to myself. I prioritize my self-care. I prioritize what I want. I will give myself a good experience in whatever way, whatever self-care way that looks like, whether it's going to therapy, going to the gym, making my favorite cup of tea, going to get a massage. Self-care and self-love can look very different to everybody. 
Do the things that make you happy. Do the things that bring you joy, that bring you fulfillment and make it a priority. And I think when you shift that focus from wanting to give it to somebody else and you start giving it to yourself, that puts you in a better position too. Because again, that also then teaches people how you like to be treated. Number seven is don't lose hope. And I know it can be really hard, especially if you've just been hurt or especially if your trust has been broken or somebody gave you promises and they didn't keep their word. I know it can feel very easy to just be like, fuck it. I don't even care anymore. I'm not trying. Please don't lose hope. I'm never going to lose hope in the hope that you guys see that and don't give up either because I truly do think that there is love out there for all of us. And if we lose hope, that can just put us in a really dangerous mindset. And so I think it's really important to surround yourself with friends, with a good support network who can help you keep that hope. And I, I'm even mindful when I chat to my friends and they tell me fucked up dating things that they're going through or situations that they're in. And I watch what I say because I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, all men are trash and we're never going to find anyone. Like I don't use that language because I don't want to make my friends lose hope. So be mindful if you are talking to your friends about stuff like that. Watch your language to yourself, watch your language to your friends and keep yourself around those people who uplift you and support you. And I see it even with obviously having my therapist there in my corner, but really good quality friends. They help guide you. They can help lessen these blows of dating and not getting what you want in these situations. Number eight is educating yourself about what a healthy relationship looks like. And I've spoken about this very briefly, but the reason why therapy works so well is because therapy is a healthy relationship in practice. It is a healthy container of two people being vulnerable, talking, sharing, and healing. And that is also possible in a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship. And I realized in therapy that I could not for the life of me have a healthy relationship, a healthy romantic relationship. But my therapist helped me realize that I've got very healthy platonic relationships. I've got very healthy family relationships. I have a healthy relationship with her. And it is about looking for that hope again in other relationships around you and looking at successful relationships so that you can see the markers, you can see what that actually looks like in practice. I've also spoken before about the Gottman Institute, which is a relationship expert page on Instagram that I love. And I think by doing this, you can learn from that healthy relationship. You can also observe and pick up how they speak to each other or what language is used or how to tackle difficult patches. And you can really take a lot from those healthy, supportive relationships. It's paying attention to those qualities and those attributes and seeing if you embody them as well and seeing how you can step into that. And it also looks like maybe reading books about it. I just started reading Attachment because I definitely think I've moved to a more secure attachment at this point. I'm really proud of myself because I haven't always been secure, but I definitely have a pattern of attracting avoidant partners. And so I'm going to do some more work on understanding why that's the case. So really just making sure that you can educate yourself about these things to give you that knowledge and that power to move forward. Understanding what constitutes an unhealthy relationship 
or the relationship that you don't want helps you avoid it and helps you identify and avoid that in the future. Number nine is to stop allowing behavior that doesn't meet your needs. And I get it. Trust me. As someone who, as I said, attracts very avoidant, emotionally unavailable people, it's one thing to attract them. That's okay. You don't necessarily have control over that, right? But it's another thing to allow that behavior. Now, I used to allow this type of behavior and that's what led me to therapy in the first place. But if you can say no and you can start stopping that behavior and putting an end to it, it will start to lift your experiences and change the type of dating experience that you're having. It can be really hard, but by saying no, you're honoring yourself, you're upholding your worth, you're building your own confidence. And it's really important that you live in alignment. I always talk about living a life that feels good for you, right? Who really cares what every other person is doing at the end of the day? If you can feel good, put your head on your pillow at night and sleep peacefully, that's all that matters. But I would know even in that situation last week, if I accepted that behavior, it's almost like I would be letting myself down so badly after all this work for what? Okay, stop allowing that behavior. It's one thing to attract it. It's a different thing to allow it. The other thing I want to talk about very quickly is because I had this conversation, I've had it many times with my therapist about why I keep attracting this certain type of men or this certain type of boy, should I say. and she said that maybe I have to change the way I go about it because it's a certain type of person that will approach me or show interest in me, but maybe it's actually about me taking initiative and changing the way I date moving forward. I'm obviously not in that position right now, but when I am ready, maybe I can explore that. I also think if we just rely on the people that come into our you know, network or that are attracted to us, then that just gives them all the power too. So don't be afraid to stop allowing it or to even change that dynamic. And then my last tip, it's the overarching one, but it is to stay true to you. And what I mean by that is choosing yourself, choosing the love for yourself over the love from another. And it can be really hard. Trust me, I know it can be so hard, especially if there are little glimmers of potential, especially if there are some really good things, especially if you're starting to crush on the person or starting to really like them. But it is so important that you stay true to your values, that you stay true to your worth, that you stay true to your boundaries and do not compromise on that. The second you accept that subpar behavior, as I said, it really then takes a hit on all of that. And what you've worked so hard for, the work that you've poured in, what's it worth if you start doing that? It is so important to stay true to yourself and not dishonor that. That relationship you have with yourself is the one you're going to have to the end. And it's so important that you do put that first. And then my last note is that I would love you to consider therapy. If you are listening to this or you have found yourself in either very dangerous relationships or you're exhausted from dating the same type of person or you feel like you need help in that way, Therapy has been the thing that has changed it for me. And so if you have been consistently struggling with your self-worth or finding a healthy relationship or even understanding the behavior that you are partaking in, consider seeking support. It is a good enough reason to go to therapy or get a counselor or talk to a professional who can help you navigate that. It's also important to remember that building your worth as a person, as a human is a lifelong journey. 
It's going to take progress. It's going to take time. It's not going to be perfect. But remember that you deserve to be treated with love, with respect, with kindness in any relationship that you choose to pursue. And lastly, I just want to read you this. It's from TikTok. It was a sound and I wanted to play it, but I'm going to read it in my voice instead because it made me want to cry, but it's true. And I'm going to keep this packed to myself and hopefully you can keep this packed to you too. But it's this. After my last relationship ended, I made a pact with myself that I would never date somebody who did not meet my standards again. I would never even entertain the idea of dating someone who was not kind and not gentle and not funny and someone who found me funny for real, not just because they liked me. Someone who treated me as a person first and as a girlfriend second. Someone who didn't see a relationship as a chore or as a job, but as an honor and as a joy. Someone who would prioritize me and keep me in mind when planning their future. Somebody who is loyal, who is honest, and who is direct about what they want and how they're feeling. And somebody that I can have fun and build a future with. And I think that's a really nice note to end the show on. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you did, please give me a lovely review or a rating on Spotify or Apple. And if you're not, follow us on Instagram. It's your safe space pod. Mine is at Adele Marie. And come and join the beautiful Facebook group because all the legends are in there. It's a very safe space. We're not nasty and it's just really healthy and fun to hang out. So come and join that one and have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. I will see you next week. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye.